right, let's try this again. I actually just recorded another intro for like five minutes and then like halfway through a trash truck just decided to pull up outside and got super loud. So I'm going to record this again. But anywho, welcome back to another episode here on the T. Clark Nutrition Podcast. I'm your host, Tommy Clark. And I know I've been MIA a little bit. I know there hasn't been a new episode in just over a week, which is a little bit weird for me because I'm usually really consistent with posting content, all that good stuff. The main reason for that was because I was moving up to a new school, moving into a new apartment up in San Luis Obispo in California. For those of you that didn't know, I'm actually in the process or now have transferred schools uh, to Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. So I'm up here studying nutrition and dietetics now, probably going to finish up my degree in the next two years or so. Um, so that's the main reason why I've been kind of MIA. But nonetheless, we're back now and the content should pick up as usual. So episodes Monday, Wednesday, Friday, um, just like we were doing before. And in today's episode, what we're going to talk about is why nutrition challenges and diet challenges and fitness challenges suck. In general, like most people, not going to benefit from them, but especially athletes. Like if you're an athlete in any way, shape, or form, you got to stay away from these things. And there's a couple of reasons behind it. We'll get into that in this episode. And I'm going to tell you exactly what to do instead, because I'm always a believer in long-term results, not just pushing some marketing gimmick in terms of getting people in the door and stuff like that. So that's what we're gonna to do today. And you also might be wondering, wait, Tommy, I thought you were running a four to five week program aimed at athletes, what's going on there? I'll clear that up in today's episode. It's not a challenge, it's not a course, it's none of that, it's, it's really different. So we'll talk about that as well in today's episode. So if you're kinda, of, if your gears are turning in your head, like wait, something's not right here. That's good, that's good, that means you're skeptical. Um, so we're going to talk about that in today's episode as well. But before we get into that, as always, if you find the episode helpful in any way, shape, or form, just go ahead and uh, go and go ahead. As you can tell, I'm a little bit rusty, but go ahead and share it with another athlete who you think it would benefit as well, uh, or a parent of an athlete, or a coach, or really anyone who you think would benefit from this sort of information. As always, it's much appreciated. And uh, yeah, oh, and also, um, if you haven't noticed already, I'm from what I've been posting on Instagram, kind of kept it low key. But I am releasing a new free gift. So before it was the Athlete's Guide to Nutritional Periodization. Revamp that. Um, you'll still get that when you sign up. But it's going to be a, a different ebook as well called The Four Nutritional Mistakes That Are Destroying Your Athletic Performance and How to Fix Them. It'll come along with the ebook, a video series, audio versions of the videos, a Cliff Notes version. If you don't feel like reading me, reading my uh, rambling on different topics, if you just want a concise consolidated version you have that so really every avenue of consumption of content is covered in this free gift to you um, and you may or may or may not get the athlete's guide to nutritional periodization as a bonus so if you haven't already go check that out the links down below and i think that covers it like i said a little rusty with the intros I haven't recorded one of these in over over a week so still got the turning wheels on a little bit but without any further ado oh last thing of course forgot something just thank you for listening. I know there's a lot of other shows you could be listening to right now, a lot of other coaches, programs, whatever. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to tune in and listen to me talk about this stuff. It really means a lot, and I hope it can be of value, of value to you in any way, shape, or form. So now, without further ado, let's get into today's episode about why challenges suck. All right, so why exactly do challenges suck so much? Why am I so against them for most people, especially athletes? There are a couple of reasons. Now, the first one is like, it's super obvious, lack of time. In a challenge, which are typically four weeks, five weeks, maybe even 10 weeks long, if you're pushing it a little bit, that's not enough time to get you to your end result. Is it enough time to make progress? Absolutely. But the way they're being marketed to people is like, oh, 
come here and get to your end result in six weeks or seven weeks or eight weeks, which is just complete BS. Some people, a small handful of people might be able to get to that end result in that short of time, but the vast majority of people aren't. And that's just for general population. That's all encompassing everyone. Like I'm not a huge fan of challenges for the vast majority of people, unless they're ran the right way, which a lot of them aren't. Like the vast majority of them aren't for these reasons we're going to outline today. But the first, like I said, the first major one is lack of time. Typically to get you to your end result, you need time. You need several weeks, if not several months, if not several years sometimes to get you to that end result. Some people it might take one year, two years to get you as far as you want to go. Especially if we're, if we're talking gen, gen pop fat loss clients, like dude, some of them have been dieting on and off for years on end. What's gonna make, what, what makes you think that that's gonna be fixed in four weeks or 10 weeks? That's not gonna happen. And selling the expectation of that happening is just BS, like it, it pisses me off. Just for everyone in general, like that no one should have to go through that. Um, but especially for athletes, you're not on a four week time frame. You're not on a five week, six week, 10 week time frame. You don't need a challenge. You need a long-term periodized approach and the lack of periodization inside of challenges is something we'll get into in a second. But as an athlete, you're not focused on what's going to happen in five weeks. Like you want, you are, you're worrying about what's happening next year and that next season or what's happening 10 years from now when you're getting later in your career. Are you still playing at a high level? Have your, has your health deteriorated? deteriorated? Are you getting injuries, getting sick? Are you still performing? That's what matters, not some five-week, six-week challenge um, so in terms of gen pop, not very good because like you're selling this false promise, which is just not good in my opinion. I said not good. Wow. Great vocab. Um, but it's just, it's just not morally right in my opinion. Um, I think if you portray a challenge as a starting point, then absolutely. I think that's where challenges actually, before we dive into the negatives, let's talk about the positives. Cause there are some, um, one being is one being that it can be that initial like jumpstart for someone in their fitness journey, or maybe even for an athlete who really wasn't eating that well before. If they do something like this, they start to realize, oh, wow, food actually does have an effect. So that's where it can be very beneficial. But the thing is, most of them aren't portrayed like that. Most of them used to like transformation challenge, do this in X weeks, lose X amount of weight, which as an athlete, if your goal is to lose weight, if you're not a weight class athlete, your priorities are probably fucked up. That's just the facts. Most people, most athletes don't have to lose a ton of weight unless you're a weight class athlete. So just the way they're marketed and the lack of time given to achieve a desired result is just not very ethical. It's not, and it's not going to get you to where you want to be. That's reason number one. Reason number two, this is probably up there. I mean, all of these are just as important as the other. I don't think there's one that's more important um, than the other, but this one's really big. And this is where a lot of challenges really suffer and a lot of them say they get this but they don't get this you got to read between the lines and this next kind of red flag is lack of individualization if you look across the board at each and every single one of my clients in that one-on-one program and once we start up the next level nutrition for athletes program if you look across that even though that is a four to five week program it's not a challenge and like i said i'll talk about that later in the podcast but in that program and in my elite coaching program where i'm working with athletes one-on-one Every single one of their plans is different in some way, shape, or form. No one's exactly the same. And while a lot of challenges say they offer an individualized plan based on your goals and needs, what that often revolves around, if you look at the fine, fine print and look at what's actually happening, 
is they take your height, your weight, your age, do some calculations and say, oh, all right, here's how much you should be eating, here's how many grams of carbs, fats, etc. see you later. That doesn't cut it. Like if you look at my intake form for my clients, it's extensive. Like it's probably the length of, I don't even know where I was going with that, but it's very long. And there's a reason for that. There's a, there are a lot of different things that go into building your own nutrition plan or having me build it for you. There's lifestyle, training habits. Um, like obviously the height, weight, and age does go into, but that's not the only thing. Like I said, like your training habits, your training demands are going to greatly influence what your nutrition demands are. Like if you're training four or five times a week in a very intense setting, your demands are going to be different than someone who's going to boot camp like two or three times a week and not doing much the rest of the day. That's just the reality of it. And a lot of plans, a lot of challenges don't take that into consideration. Like, all right, height, weight, age, here's X numbers. See you later. Good luck. And that's why you end up not getting the result you want and you're frustrated and you think something's wrong with you. But it's the plan. It's the challenge, not you. Um, so lack of individualization is just another huge red flag that I see all the time. And just to reiterate, because I can't say this enough, more it's more than just your height, age, and weight, and activity level. There's a lot more that goes into it. So like I said, you got to look at your training habits. Like what, what are the demands of your training? And not even that, the, what the demands of your type of training that you're doing. So for example, glycolytic training, like if you're an athlete, team practices, skill workouts, weight room, um, sprints, those sorts of things, CrossFit style workouts, those sorts of things are going to be primarily glycolytic. What is glycolytic work fueled by? Primarily carbohydrates because carbohydrates are broken down in a process called glycolysis. Starting to make sense now, right? If you're doing more low intensity aerobic, aerobic activity, truly aerobic activity, which is low intensity, like you should be able to talk to your teammate or talk to your running partner while you're doing this, you shouldn't be panting out of breath. If you're doing that, then your body can kind of use fat for fuel a little bit more effectively if you're metabolically flexible. If not, then we've got to work on that. But um, we got to look at the type of training. And this is very important for team sport athletes because think about it, you're not always doing sprints. You might just go in for a light shooting session. You don't got a carbo load before that. But where does a challenge take that into consideration? Where is that doing anything for you in terms of that regard? Nowhere. So how do you expect to maximize your performance, maximize your results? Even if your, your desired result is fat loss, you're not going to maximize it if you don't take that level of detail. And a challenge just will not do that for you. You need an individualized approach, either that you put together yourself, and I'll teach you how to do that inside the Next Level Nutrition for Athletes program, or inside like the Elite Coaching program where I work with you and do it for you and build that plan for you. None, or if you're just doing it on your own. If you're just taking my free content, running with it and go, going and doing it on your own, which if you can, do it by all means. Like that's what I want. That's the goal of putting out all this free content so you can get it done. I don't want you to be dependent on me. I want you to go and do it. So if you can, cool. It's still got to be individualized. Makes sense. Cool. Now, number three, let's see, this one's very important. It's kind of a function of the lack of time. So this third one is lack of periodization which if you're only giving yourself four to five weeks to achieve a desired result, you're not leaving yourself much time to periodize your approach at all. Whether it comes to fat loss for gen pop clients or just athletic performance and longevity in your career for athletic performance-based clients. The concept is still the same. You still need to periodize your approach. Just think about it. As an athlete, this is very obvious. So you have your in-season, like you're competing now. You have games, matches, competitions, things like that. You have your post-season. Immediately after, you might go on vacation, you might chill out a little bit, or at least you should, 
Um, that may last for a couple of weeks, maybe a month, maybe a couple months if you're like an Olympic athlete and you had a four-year training cycle. Then you have your off-season. You're trying to improve, make improvements skill-wise, strength-wise, speed-wise, jumping, all that sort of stuff. You're doing that during your off-season. And then you have your preseason when you're ramping back up for season, getting in shape, conditioning, all that great stuff. So how is this going to fit in four or five weeks? How is this going to fit in 10 weeks even, even 12 weeks? It can. I mean, you can periodize, periodize to some extent throughout that time. I do it with my clients all the time. But that's not true periodization. To truly periodize your plan and make the most out of it, you need several months, if not years, of periodization. Like, for example, every single one of my athletes, pro level, all the way down to the high school level, that we get on a call, that I get on a call with, the first call is mapping out the entire next year. And this is it's the same with my general population clients too. Like people I work with for fat loss or muscle gain, even though they're not competing in a specific event, specific sport, it's still the same. You got to look a year a year and ahead of, a year ahead of time. Excuse me. If you're not doing that, if you're focusing on oh next ten weeks, cool. What then? That's exactly how you end up losing fat and gaining it all back right away. That's why 85% of people cannot maintain their fat loss. That's why you're not seeing the results you want to see. You're relying on living six to 10 weeks at a time and expecting to maintain that. Six to 10 weeks going super intense, super hard, and then being like, all right, cool, I'm done. Let me go eat pizza and burgers and all the stuff I ate before that I wasn't allowed to eat during this challenge. What do you think is going to happen? This is why if I ever run a challenge again, if I ever do, we're not doing any of that. Like if I ever run a challenge, there's no list of foods you can and can't have. None of that. Whether it's athletes or gen pop, everything's on the table. It's all about moderation and education. Wow, that rhymed, but I wasn't going for that. But it still works nonetheless. You got to be able to eat that stuff in moderation. Um, wow, where was I? I kind of went on a tangent there, but where was I going with that? Let me see. Lack of periodization. It's just not possible to periodize effectively inside of a six to ten to twelve week time frame. That's like one phase in a periodization cycle. And then again, you might be wondering, but Tommy, you're running a four to five week program. Where does periodization fit into that? It doesn't, but it does because I teach you how to periodize. I teach you, okay, this is when you make that transition. So by the time you're done in that program, you're not lost. You're crystal clear on what that next year looks like. So if you want to continue in the coaching program, cool. I would love to have you. But if you don't, you're still armed with the tools and the knowledge to go and do it on your own and be your own coach and periodize your own nutrition. So even though we don't cover, like you don't actually have different phases inside of that five week period while you're in the next level of nutrition for athletes program, you're still being taught. There's an entire week dedicated to periodization because it's so important. And a lot of these challenges just don't take into consideration whether you're an athlete, whether your general population is trying to lose a couple pounds, Think about it. Like, there's you have to have an exit strategy, especially if you're going for fat loss. If you don't have that exit strategy, like I said before, what happens? You get to the end of your challenge, and then you start eating the donuts and pizza and ice cream in copious large amounts because you weren't allowed to before because of some bullshit rule. What do you think is going to happen? You can't sustain chicken, rice, and broccoli at every single meal for the rest of your life. It's just not going to happen. So you got to periodize your approach so that way you can see the results and still be able to enjoy that food that you enjoy. Enjoy the food that you enjoy. Wow, that was redundant. As you can tell, I haven't recorded in over a week, so I apologize. Um, let me see. And last but not least, this one's my favorite because you guys know I'm a huge nerd about this stuff, but lack of education. There is zero education in any of these things. It's like 
eat these foods because I said so, eat these foods because they're on a list, because you did some BS worksheet, because you did this, because you did that. Like, there's no actual education. So what happens for the six, seven, eight, nine, ten weeks, you follow the food list and you're like, okay, cool, this is, this is cool, chicken, rice, and broccoli every meal. <laughs> you start kind of tearing up every time you have to eat because you don't want to eat it again. And then, like I said before, what happens after those 10 weeks, you reverse on what you just did, have all the food that you were restricting, binge on it. Wow, 10 pounds in a week, that's crazy. That was, the, that was all the weight I lost. What happened? Let me go do another challenge. No, stop, please, please stop. Instead, educate yourself. Like I educate my clients. Like everyone inside the Next Level Nutrition for Athletes program is getting educated. You can still have these foods. You can still have the donut, the pizza, the ice cream. Am I saying have that every meal, every day? Absolutely not. You know I'm sick of the if it fits, if it fits your macros, guys, too. Like, it's stupid. But there is a balance to be found. There is a middle ground to be found there. And that comes through education. Education on what is actually in your food. Why are you, why are you prescribed X amount of calories? Why are you prescribed X amount of proteins for yeah, wow, that would be great. Um, proteins, carbs, and fats. Why is this the case? Why are we making X adjustment at Y time to achieve Z result? Challenges won't do that. They'll just say like, oh, okay, you're not losing fat, cool. Let's cut your calories even more or move you into a different phase, which is complete BS because they're just saying, okay, lower calories. What happens when you're eating 1,000 calories a day and you're not losing weight? What do you do there? 800, 700? Cool, let me know how that goes for you. Instead, educate yourself, because you know what would happen in that scenario with one of my clients? One, they wouldn't be in that situation in the first place because they're educated, and two, we would get them out of it. And reverse diet up, rebuild their metabolism, have them enjoy their food again, and feeling good, and probably looking good as a side effect and sustaining that long-term because we actually educated them, not sold them some BS thing. Just the facts. So educate yourself. Make sure you know what you're doing. Make sure you know why you're doing it. If you don't hit me up, even if you're not in the coaching program, I would love to help you. Make sure you get going in the right direction. Make sure you don't fall for one of these bullshit things. As you can tell, pretty passionate about this subject because it's something a lot of people fall into. So I just want to make sure that doesn't happen to you. All right, let's, let us see. Uh, I think that pretty much covers it. Wow, that was a terrible transition. Like I said, haven't recorded it over a week. Um, cut me some slack here. So the last thing I wanted to cover in terms of why challenges are just not the greatest idea for most people, unless they're run correctly, is the, um, they prey on misinformed customers. A lot of people coming into challenges um, just don't really know that much about nutrition. Again, whether they're athletes or general population, they just don't know that much. Looking for a place to start. And if run properly, challenges can be a good place to start but a lot of times they're not run properly. They're preying on your um, miseducation or uneducation, whatever the word is for that. They're preying on that and saying, oh, come in here, we're gonna teach you the magical secret to lose 20 pounds in 10 weeks. Might happen, there's no magical secret to it, and that might not happen. But you're not gonna tell that to your customer because it's like, oh, that might, they might not sign up, that might not get them in the door. In my opinion, cool, whatever. Like I want someone coming in the door that knows exactly what they're getting, knows that like there's reasoning and rationale and science behind exactly what we're doing. And they're going to be able to sustain it long-term. 
I don't want I don't want someone in the door who thinks they're gonna get some, something that they're not actually gonna get. That's just not cool with me. And I'll take less money. I'll take like if you don't want to work with me because it's gonna take too long. Cool, that's fine with me. The people that do, they'll see results. They'll keep the results for months and years, and probably their whole life because they were educated properly. And if that's not your thing, if you want to live challenge to challenge, six to ten weeks at a time, be my guest. Now, would you should you do that? Probably not. If you want to be healthy, live like a happy like life where you can eat the foods that you enjoy without feeling, feeling guilty about it. And if you're an athlete, like I said, like you really have no business doing a challenge. They're not in your best interest most of the time. And just stick to an individualized approach. The last thing I want to talk about today is how is the next level of nutrition for athletes program different? Because you've heard me, I don't want to say bash on challenges, but yeah, kind of bash on challenges if they're not run correctly, which they very rarely are. How is this any different? Because the next level of nutrition for athletes program is a four-week program, five weeks if you count the bonus week. How is that any different than what I'm like saying than what I'm like fighting against right now? Um, let's see how it's different is it's not promising you that your end result in four to five weeks, like nowhere in there to say, Oh, like achieve, like you, I do say like achieve your level of a, I learn how to achieve your desired level of a, wow. I cannot speak. Jesus. I do say learn how to achieve um, your desired level of athletic performance, but I don't say you're going to achieve it in five weeks because it's probably not going to happen. As you know, you're an athlete. You've been working in this for months, if not years, working on your craft. You're probably not anywhere close to where you want to be. I know I wasn't. By the time I ended my career, I still wasn't. Still have a lot of room to improve. Still trying to windmill dunks. I never have done that before. Uh, that'll be the day if you see me windmill dunking. Um, but you always have a lot of room to improve, and you're not going to achieve that result in five weeks. But I can teach you how to re- achieve that result in five weeks. I can teach you the principles and what the Next Level Nutrition for Athletes program does is it teaches you those principles. It teaches you how to individualize. It teaches you how to make adjustments, how to periodize your approach, how to fit foods in that you wouldn't think, oh my God, that's not healthy. I shouldn't be having that. Um, It teaches you how to do all that. So then you're in a position at the end of the five weeks, sure, you've made some progress because really with athletes, the cool thing is you can make progress pretty much instantly. Like if you start feeling properly, you'll feel it. You might not be your end result yet, your desired end point yet, but you're going to be a lot better off than you were before. And, um, at the end of the five weeks, you'll be in a position where one, you're better off than you were before you're seeing results. You're feeling good, you're performing well. You might've even lost a little bit of body fat because you're doing things the right way. And you're in a position to sustain that long-term to keep that going to again, individualize, periodize, adjust all those things. And you know exactly why you're doing it. When in, if you're in the challenge and they're not doing any of that education, you got no clue. You're at the end of those five weeks and you're like, dude, what's going on? But coming out of this program, you have a crystal clear idea of what needs to be done going forward to achieve that desired result. Not only that, but you're going to get direct coaching in this challenge. Wow, I said in this challenge. That's blasphemous. In this program. You're going to get direct coaching in this program. By the end of those five weeks, like you'll have been coached by me essentially for five weeks at the fraction of a price of uh, one-on-one coaching. Again, if you want in, cool. If you don't, no stress. But at the end of those five weeks, you'll have gotten direct coaching from me on a one-on-one setting and in a group setting. So you're going to have that individual attention, which you're not getting in a lot of challenges out there. A lot of challenges, like it's just handy piece of paper, have you fill out your own worksheets, which just blows my mind. 
and not like give you any of that individual attention that you deserve, that you need to achieve your desired result. Before I let anyone into the program, I get on a call with them. So like you have that individual attention. I care about your results. Like I said, I care about your results and you getting the desired outcome more than the actual money. Like, I don't care if you're at the end of the program and um, like you don't continue into one-on-one coaching. Cool. Like if you're in a good place, amazing. I win. You win too. Cool. So you get direct coaching from me and you get the support of a lot of other athletes that are in your situation. And again, you're set up for that long-term success. So hopefully you have a better idea of like just what to look out for when it comes to this stuff, the marketing stuff, like what is wrong with challenges when they're not run correctly? Like I've run challenges before and they've gone really well because we've implemented those factors. But when we deviate from those factors, that's when it gets messy. That's when it gets a little bit sketchy. And it's just like, I'm not a huge fan of it. So hopefully this helped clear, clear some things up. If you're interest, interested in the program, it actually started or it's going to start tomorrow. So there still is a little bit of time. If you DM me or message me, email me, just let me know. I can probably get you in there um, before spots fill up, before registration closes. It's not going to open up again for at least another month. Um, so if you want in on that, just let me know. If not, no stress, you know, I'm still here to help you out. And the free content will be ramping back up this week as I'm kind of settled into my new place. And then, uh, yeah, that should pretty much cover it. So as always, thank you so much for tuning in. Really appreciate your time. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode. Hopefully you found it interesting, compelling, and now you're a little bit more educated on this side of things. And, uh, yeah, thanks so much for tuning in and I'll catch you on the next episode.